Hey, everyone. I'm so excited to share our podcast has been nominated in Boise Weekly's annual Best of Boise contest. And while it's an honor to be nominated, I have to admit it would be even more fun to win. If we've helped you connect to the city you love, go to the link in the show notes to vote for us by May 23rd. Thanks, Boise. Today on CityCast Boise, Boiseans love to hike the foothills with our dogs this time of year, but with some recent stories about pets being attacked by coyotes, it's a good reminder that we're sharing space with some intelligent but wild creatures. Hey Boise newsletter editor Blake Hunter has some tips on the do's and really big don'ts of coyote safety. It's Tuesday, April 25th. I'm Emma Arnold, and this is what Boise's talking about. Hi, Blake. Hey, Emma. How's it going? Good. We've had a couple of news stories recently about dogs getting attacked by coyotes, and we thought we should tell people what to do. So what should people do if they encounter a coyote? Yeah. So like most wildlife things, and like we we recently talked about this with geese, number one thing is leave them alone. Um, Try to give them as much distance as possible. If you do see one that's kind of approaching you or close to you, or kind of giving your dog the side eye, like don't try to turn and run away because that can often kind of like trigger their prey instinct or predator instinct. As we'll we'll probably say many times, this this is just a good time of year in general to just like keep your dogs on a leash, especially if you're in any areas. A lot of places have been like posting signs that there's coyote activity in nearby areas and that kind of thing. But just in general, people just need to be giving coyotes as much distance as possible, just like a lot of wildlife right now. It's similar. What I was taught as a kid is similar to bears. If you bump into one on the trail, you make yourself look big, you raise your arms, you flap your jacket, you make a lot of noise. And if you have a small dog, definitely pick it up and don't let it like, you know, get itself in trouble. So I feel like coyotes have kind of a bad rap, you know. Uh, What are some of the misconceptions around coyotes that you commonly hear? Yeah, this is an interesting conversation just because like coyotes have a very long, rich history, kind of like in what is now known as the American West. Um, Throughout a lot of indigenous cultures, like west of the Mississippi River, they have always played a lot of like prominent roles in mythology. They are, they often kind of take on like a educational role, like they're teachers in some ways, or they can be kind of like anti-heroes and that they're like foils for like different uh, aspects of humanity. But Oftentimes, they're kind of perceived as being like clever, a little uh, mischievous sometimes, um, which I think can be a little bit true. But as far as like current day, a lot of misconceptions is that like basically that coyotes are like wolves. So, you know, hunting in packs as far as like taking down big game and like deer and elk and things like that. Coyotes don't really do that. They're a bit more of like the scavenger type and they do like kind of run in dens and like family groups, but they don't necessarily like hunt things down in packs. So obviously there are a lot of similarities between like wolves and coyotes and other like canine species, but you don't need to be afraid of them quite in the same way. More often than not, right now, the only reason that they might be aggressive is because they are currently like getting into their denning season right now, um, which we'll touch on a little bit more. But 
Yeah, there there are a lot of misconceptions about about coyotes, I feel like. Yeah, one I've heard people say is, uh, which I feel like is just because if if you've never seen a coyote before, uh, oftentimes they look a little ragged. And so people they do, like, they yeah. have rabies, they're diseased. You know, you have to be careful. Uh, no, they just, they just kind of look like crap sometimes. <laughs> I don't yeah. know if they have a time of year they shed or whatever, but they can look kind of mangy, uh, but they're scavengers and they, they take care of a lot of, uh, smaller prey, such as rodents and rabbits. Mm-hmm. You know, they keep the populations on those down. You mentioned that the coyote activity, that there are certain times of year when it's like extra high. When is that and what precautions can people take? Yeah, so March is typically kind of their mating season. Um, and then we're right now kind of entering into their denning season, which is when they're staying pretty close to their dens because they're raising their young. Um, and that is why, you know, we're seeing a bit a few more instances of aggression among coyotes because they're trying to stay close to their dens and protecting their young um, so that this is the time to kind of be alert about that. That'll kind of go through early summer, um, maybe like mid-June-ish is when that will kind of die off. Um, But just in general, you know, it's good to kind of keep an open eye and be careful around them. But this is the kind of time, which is why we say like, especially when you're in the foothills or like in various desert areas, like, you know, like Morley Nelson desert area, especially keep your dogs on leashes because you don't know how close you could be walking to a coyote den and they're probably just trying to protect their their kids so and it's important to point out that generally they're more active at dawn and dusk so it's if at the very least avoid walking your pets without a leash during those times yeah and it's just good to remember that yeah most of the time they're not trying to mess with you or your dogs um like we are not a a source of like a meal for them. Like smaller dogs might be, um, which is, you know, why you keep them leashed. But most of the time, if you can stay clear of them, you're going to be pretty good. Yeah. Uh, it's it's interesting you say that, like not a danger to humans, because I have a friend who moved here from uh, a bigger city uh, and I saw them posting on social media. They had they were on a hike and they, they were with their dog and they were like, this coyote was watching us. And they were very freaked out. They were very worried. And they were like taking pictures and like this coyote was watching us the whole time and were like stalking us. And I'm like, they they had babies and they were yeah. like keeping an eye on you as much as you were keeping an eye on them for sure. Yeah. And they don't stalk to like hunt. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they're definitely not coming after you as a person. Um, They might be like, if you have a Yorkie, like, oh, what kind of little (laughs) niblet did you bring me? But otherwise you should be okay. Um, But I do want to say if you live anywhere near, you know, like you said, these desert areas, the foothills, um, it can be dangerous to have your pets. What are some other ways people can protect their pets like in their yard? Yeah. So, I mean, fencing is just generally a good, a good practice. Um, also just kind of keep again kind of like bears like if you've heard like if you go camping and you like see guidance around like how to protect your campsite from bears like a lot of it is like keeping trash away um from you or like as as, like securely enclosed as possible that kind of thing can be really helpful um remove any like if you had your like dog's food bowls outside or like water bowls outside, maybe this would be a good time to bring them inside or like into a garage or whatever, just because that that's just like a very easy temptation for our coyotes right now. Motion activated lights and like uh, sprinklers are a good defense system right now um, that obviously aren't like super hostile to them. So 
yeah, just kind of like try to tidy up as much as possible, I'd say. One thing uh, I think people don't realize, too, is dog poop or cat poop. Uh, they will definitely come into your yard if you are not picking up the poo. They will mm. come in. Those are just little little snacks for them. So <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Um, well, we're kind of talking a lot of crap on coyotes here, it sounds like. And I do want to ask you, like, they're an important part of Boise's overall ecosystem, right? Yeah. And Idaho's desert ecosystems in general. You know, I grew up in the Magic Valley in like a very rural like farm area. Um, my my house was just like surrounded on four sides by fields. Um, and we had like pretty much my whole life living there for like 15 years. We had like a coyote den that was like in the field behind us. Um, and so it's yeah, it's just a part of like a lot of Idaho's ecosystems. And like you said earlier, they, they help keep rodents down. And they've lived here a really, really long time. And, you know, with all the de- development and expansion uh, in the Treasure Valley and Magic Valley, that can have a pretty huge impact on them and their habitat. And that's why we're seeing more of these, you know, conflicts with them as they're competing for resources and, you know, try- trying to figure out. Like I I had seen uh, somebody post that they saw a coyote possibly with a den next to the Boise River. And it's like, well, yeah, they're getting pushed out of out of a lot of these open spaces that have been developed recently. Yeah. And I think of a place like a town like Cuna, you know, that's just like right out in the middle of the desert and it's expanding more and more into more desert territory. And so, yeah, we're just kind of consistently eating up more and more of the land that they've had access to. So, yeah, you can expect that uh, there's going to be more confrontations. Well, do you have any good coyote stories? Um, I have one that I think is very sweet. Um, if you go camping pretty much anywhere in in Idaho or you go up, you know, near Cascade or mm. any of those places, you're going to probably hear coyotes at night. And I had some comedian friends, very city, <laughs> they were <laughs> from a very big city visiting. And we took them up to uh, my family's cabin up uh, near High Valley, and which is near Cascade. And um, we were sitting out by the fire and the coyotes, we had my kids with us and the coyotes were going wild, just, you know, how they'll, how they'll just be like, yep, 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 yow, and, yeah. and howling. And um, my friends were very freaked out because they sound so much closer than they are. My friend was like, my friends were very freaked out and they were like, what is that? What's that noise? And my, my son, who at the time was probably like eight or nine, like turned to them and they were like, it's dead people. Oh my gosh. <laughs> just like what what (laughs) you know they didn't really believe that but they were so creeped out and no and then no matter how i explained how like it's coyotes they're not going to infringe like don't worry about it they were from uh atlanta georgia and they were like absolutely not those are wolves were going inside they were very creeped out by them which is funny because i that's one of my favorite things to do is sit out and listen to them talk to each other yeah and and their voices they really do carry and it's yeah i think it's really beautiful yeah i remember growing up where i did like we had we had a fenced in backyard obviously uh to kind of help keep them out um and among other things but i just always remember like yeah sitting at like a campfire in the backyard and just like hearing them just kind of go and i always love that uh i grew up going to yellowstone a lot as well and i have one distinct memory in the hayden valley which is like a very popular like wildlife valley area of um, that my family tells the story all the time of like we looked down and there's like this coyote um, just kind of like right off the side of the road off the embankment and like she had a young like a youngling with her and we walked past like four different people who were like saying that it was a wolf and then one person was like it's definitely a fox and so I don't know I think <laughs> I think that's something that I kind of love about coyotes is that they are just such like an ambiguous um, kind of hard to pin down what they look like a lot of times I I kind of love them. 
I do too. And I love I, I love that same thing about him where occasionally you'll see like a, a something about a person being like, I got this dog and it's really it's up all night. It's wild. And you're like, it's a coyote. It's a coyote. <laughs> you know, So <laughs> they're really fun creatures. Yeah. And we also had growing up like I we had a family dog that like once every like few years, he'd just like disappear for like a couple days and then he'd come back and he'd just been living with the coyotes. Oh, nice. And that just happens sometimes. <laughs> they just like run off. Just hanging out with his cool coyote friends. I know. Uh, living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> well, Blake, thank you so much. And uh, I hope people remember to give these animals space and, and give them the respect they deserve because they're really, really, it's very, actually very cool that you can be out in the foothills and just see so much wildlife and, and get to interact with it. Just keep your dog on a leash for a bit. Yeah, just be careful. Thanks, Blake. Thank you. And in other wildlife news today, the Idaho Press is reporting that the Deer Flat National Wildlife Refuge near Nampa will receive $1 million annually to develop programs that improve access for communities of color and other marginalized groups. Interior Secretary Deb Holland announced the new funding at a conference with local officials on Friday. That's all for today here on CityCast Boise. If you enjoyed the show, why not tell a friend? Leave us a review and subscribe to our Hey Boise newsletter. For the next couple days, we'll be stepping outside of Boise a little, talking CUNA and Meridian with two very special guests. Bye.